0: Welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. This is episode 209. This is Ryan, your host, and I am joined by Josh and Chris, and we are back and we are playing with power. Guys, how are you doing this week? Doing
1: pretty well here. Just moving right along as always.
0: Chris, how are you doing?
2: Doing very well. Having a good week so far and uh, have a lot of great things planned for the rest of the week. So I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing much better. I mean, I I was out pretty much like a week or a little little bit more with terrible ear infection and uh, i'm just now today able to put on over the ear headphones so that's that's a progress right there uh, so Makes things sense. are getting better uh okay. without any further ado let's get into what we are radical Rexin about All right, so kicking off this week, Chris, what you've been Radical
2: Wrexing about? It's been a very hectic week, but uh, I'm thankful for all the great opportunities I've had lately. I started my internship last week, and that went really well. I was terrified about it, but uh, it was a really great experience. And uh, tomorrow, I, I would have met my uh, my supervisor tomorrow, but that got canceled, so I get to take the day off. Um And let's see, so gaming wise, I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I think I mentioned it before, but I wanted like to really have a great like Halloween season and fall season. And I thought Luigi's Mansion 3 would be the perfect answer to that. And I so far love it so much. Um, I think that Next Level Games is such an underappreciated developer and that they've done a terrific job with this title in particular. Um, and I am trying to beat Luigi's Mansion 2. I'm at the very last boss, but I'm having a lot of trouble with it, so hopefully I get to beat that soon before I make too much more progress in, in uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, um, but I love Luigi's Mansion 2. I'm sure I'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, with Luigi's Mansion 3, I, I love it. I'm stunned by how gorgeous it looks, and mm-hmm. how clever the gameplay is, and just how brilliant the level design is. Um, I was kind of weirded out by Gooigi, but after playing with him for a little bit, I think he's pretty cool and a nice addition. Mm-hmm. Although I think they should have made it a ghost and called him Booigi, but that's just me. <laughs> um <laughs> What a waste. <Yeah>. Um, and, uh, but I, as much as I love the game, I find it a little exhausting because I get kind of OCD with wanting to check every mm-hmm. nook and cranny in yeah. every single room. So I have to take a break after like every three rooms, just because I just go all out with every single room and make sure I don't miss anything. Cause I would hate that if I found out that I did, but, uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 is excellent. Luigi's Mansion 2 is also amazing Uh, I recently got Dundara, I think that's how it's pronounced, from uh, Super Rare Games. It's a a limited-time physical game, and I think it's such a special, unique design. Um, It's a a Metroidvania, technically, but instead of just hopping along kind of like with uh, Super Metroid, you kind of hop around, but in like 360 degrees, so it, it incorporates some new... Uh, gameplay elements into it so i uh, i can't wait to jump into that um but otherwise uh school's going great and i love it and i'm looking forward to the rest of the semester um yeah and that's that's about it for me what about you guys
1: i guess i'll jump in there so um from the from the gaming perspective because you know what i've been stuck at home for a while and i gotta go couple places here and there, but uh, I've been putting a lot of time into games. Um, I've been playing a whole lot of the 3D, um, almost hit 3D World Collection, 3D All-Stars Collection. Um, I love all three of those. I've completed them all before. Um, What else was there? Uh, Oh, I'm in uh, Sunshine currently right now. I went ahead and fully completed 64 pretty quick. Sunshine's taken me a little longer. I've only completed it once before, like fully, and those blue coins are a pain in the butt. I don't know if you all have completed that one before. Mm-hmm. But there's just not a good way to keep, tra- keep track of them. I still love the game. It's still great. Those blue coins are just kind of testing me. But um, other than that, um, I actually got... I don't feel like anyone else <laughs> that I know had any interest. And that's fine. But um, I got that Kirby Fighters 2.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just because I knew it would be a good one for us. And like me and my wife's played a good bit of it. My daughter and stuff. I had a couple friends over and they thought it was Okay. But I, I think it's good fun if, if you like that kind of stuff, if you kind of like more of a casual smash kind of ordeal. You know, you like Kirby and that sort of thing. I think it's definitely worth it. Um, outside of that, really, um, I've got some stuff coming up, a possible trip. I know the whole COVID thing is going on. Um, so that's, that's something we always will bear in mind. But kind uh, have a big trip coming up by the end of this year, and I'm really looking forward to that. I, I love going places, and this has been kind of, kind of painful. Um, oh, and other than that, actually, um, kind of a weird side note here, but we had just finished it a little while ago. We usually don't get to watch very many movies with uh, having the six-year-old, but we just watched Anola Holmes on Netflix,
2: oh, yeah. and
1: and that was really good. We both really enjoyed that. So yeah, if you get a chance, go check that out. Anyhow, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I've been
0: out with a bad earache, so sleeping a lot. But when I can game, um, I've been playing some Dual Links. I'm actually really excited. Um, the new uh, the new world opens up tomorrow, um, and I'll be able to play with Xyz monsters uh, in Duel Links. That's going to be pretty exciting, and it's going to be some adjustments. I may even just stream all Duel Links this week because of how big this this is. Um, but I'm I'm excited to get back to streaming again. Uh, That's something that's definitely a big plus for me. So, um, you know, know, with this whole ear infection thing, I've been like, not playing a whole lot. Um, The last game that I streamed and played, was Friday night um, of last week, and I was playing Mario Sunshine, and I was like, you know what, my ear's kind of bothering me, you know, and that kind of sent me in a spiral of pain and Everything so I, when I I am hurting and can't really give a lot of thought to what I'm playing, I tend to default to like Picross, and so it was really nice to have uh this Mario Picross come to the Super Nintendo uh, online. Uh, so I I was kind of playing around with that a little bit, and just it's so chill and nice to play that, um, when I couldn't really think otherwise. Um, just a good zone out and, and do the puzzles thing. Uh, so that was really helped me through that in a lot of ways, and then. Um, as I started feeling better, I got playing some Smash and uh, you know my preferred play method in Smash and I'm I'm probably unique in this is I, I love handheld. Um, I, I love the feeling of the Joy Cons, the instant reaction of the Joy Cons like hardwired into the system, you know, attached. Like I love that. It's so comfortable for me and I'm I'm snappy and quick at it. It's my more my bring my A game. And I can't find that while I'm streaming because my, you know, my controller is attached to the system, so I can't actually detach the Joy Cons. Otherwise, it becomes a wireless connection, and there's a bit of a lag, just a slight bit, but it's enough. And the Pro controller has a bit of a lag too, unless you plug it in wired. Um, but you can't really get that experience with the Joy Cons, and and I love the buttons, the low-profile buttons, and the uh, the lower to the the controller sticks. And uh, I just I haven't been able to find a thin like. Comfortable Joy-Con feel for a wired controller that works like a pro controller would, where you get that no-lag instant connection. Uh, So, I got to figure something out with that so I can stream and and play my A game when I'm playing Smash. But I usually play at a handicap whenever I do wireless. And uh, yeah, like it's cool when you come to like a NOS hangout and play, and and I'm able to play handheld and and kick y'all's butts. But uh, it's not so fun when there's a little bit of a lag. So. hoping to figure out something. If anybody has any ideas, I am open to suggestions for a good controller for that
2: scenario. Um, the GameCube controller. Uh... I'm just messing with you. I know it's not <laughs> fitting the requirements that you're looking for, but uh, the GameCube controller works just fine. So just throwing Oddly. that out there.
0: <laughs> Oddly enough, I can play Fox with a GameCube controller, but any other character I haven't trained on. So <laughs> That's fair. But I'm comfortable with Fox on that, uh, just for my melee days um yeah, and you know like I said dual links and then a little bit of switch here and there, um you know, did that Mario Kart thing? I was able to get my pin set, hopefully uh yeah. said i said I got it um and then there's also the there's the second i guess there's a second wave of pins, like a set two or something that's gonna be fun to try to get a hold of. Um, you know, in just uh, just a couple days here that my Amiibo will be shipping. I'll get those two, the Joker Amiibo and uh, the Hero Amiibo. I'm excited about those. Um, yeah, it looks like we're getting a Smash it. direct here soon, aren't we? Or did we see oh. something about that? Or
1: I haven't did I seen
0: anything. I really uh, dreamed that up?
1: I think you dreamed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I thought
0: I saw something posted in the NOS chat earlier, but maybe that was something else. Uh... But, uh, yeah, maybe. I'm uh, hoping that we'll get some Smash news soon, hopefully around the time those Amiibo release. We'll see. Uh, i still remain hopeful for that and uh hopefully see some new characters that i'm really really excited about um but i think that that's all that i'm radical rexing about you know the the air infection pretty much took a lot of that stuff out out of there but uh you know we're heading into spooky season uh that's, that's the thing for all of us to radical rex about you know and even with covid like it's awesome to to see the decorations pop up here and there and and today it got cooler and it felt like fall and i'm like yes i am ready for this weather please like we've already broken out like like all kinds of different like things like i've i've eaten a copious amount of candy corn already <laughs> so i am into the season fully and uh, just ready for this uh this new phase hopefully uh you know taking us through the rest of the year and all the holidays and just kicking it off right so
2: yeah. I've recently nice. gotten like sour gummy candy corn, like the Trolley brand oh, yeah. uh, candy corn, and I would not recommend it. It's just wrong. No.
0: It doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I like uh, sour gummy worms, but this is just not a uh, a combination that I would recommend. It's it's mm-hmm. quite awful. <laughs> so just a heads up about that. <laughs> uh,
0: understandable? Understandable. All right. Well, without further ado, we are going to give a nice uh, send off to the 3DS. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to the system for now um, and wish it well on its trip through our uh, nostalgic memories and to uh, you know, grow with age like a fine wine. And we'll definitely be revisiting these games someday um, with our nostalgia, you know, fully intact, and have episodes on the different different 3DS games and stuff that we have nostalgia for. But for now, uh, we're just going to kind of talk about the legacy. And um, before we kind of kind of put it to sleep for for a few years, and so here we go, 3DS. All right. So when did this 3DS, this this uh, tiny tiny little system that that uh, no one knows about, when did that when did that come out? <laughs>
2: That came out March 27th, 2011.
0: 2011, and it's uh, 2020 now. It's a good nine-year run.
2: <laughs> it's crazy that it's had this long of a lifespan, and it was only just recently uh, discontinued, and just recently having games uh, you know, not come out for it, for lack have a better way of putting it. So uh, I really wasn't expecting it to have this long of a lifespan, but uh, I'm glad that it did. It's, it's a really great system.
0: And it's carrying a legacy on its own because it can play DS games, and it goes back to not just DS, you know, it also includes DSi, DSiWare games. So, like, it goes back even further than that. Has a further long, long reach as a part of a DS line, uh, even though it is, it's, it was kind of the third iteration of DS. I mean, if you don't count Light, but you know, DS, DSi, and then there's this 3DS, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see. You know, nine years of length, but even longer to know that this is as quite the legacy behind it. Um, And and I will say it did stumble a bit out of the gate. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh, us ambassadors understand. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, But yeah. It's also important to keep in mind that at that time, the competitor was the PlayStation Vita. I don't remember if it came out before or after the 3DS was released, but some people really thought, myself included, that the the 3DS was going to have a hard time with the PlayStation Vita. But it was a, kind of a similar story to the the DS versus the PSP era, where mm-hmm. everyone thought the PSP was going to win over the DS, and that clearly didn't win, because the DS is one of the best-selling consoles of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, which, honestly, I wasn't expecting. So... You know, the the bar was set pretty high from that system, uh, considering how many millions, hundreds of millions it sold. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't remember how many. I think it was like 160 million, but I could be making that up. But uh, yeah, the Vita, I'm not going to lie, was a pretty capable system. And uh, I'm surprised that the Vita kind of failed as much as it did.
1: Yeah, Nintendo was pretty undefeated with their handheld market throughout the years. From the Game Boy all the way through the 3DS and whatever you want to count the Switch as.
0: I think the difference in that transition was probably because of being able to play your DS games. Like when the 3DS came out, there wasn't a lot of 3DS games to play. But you had your DS titles. and, And you couldn't say the same for the Vita for playing PSP. You know, you didn't have UMD capability uh so that could have been an a, an issue there and and why it didn't move forward and there's other things storage and things like that the 3DS is a little bit more friendly on storage right. and uh, a couple yeah, other I factors the, in battery life i heard whatnot.
2: that the the memory was a lot more expensive than uh oh, yeah, what i was oh yeah proprietary, so you know yeah
0: but that that was something some things holding back, that one back but the 3DS you know didn't didn't wasn't all sunshine and roses when it first came out no it wasn't <laughs> um but let's talk about our first memories with the 3DS. Um, I'd like to go first on this one. Um, so, with the 3DS, uh, I remember, like, getting really excited. They had this, this stand. It was just a little bitty cardboard stand. And it was made it look like it was a 3D 3DS, you know. And it was it was the blue 3DS is the one that I picked up. And uh, I was like, I, I want that stand. I walked into GameStop, like, can I put my name on that? And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, that's my stand. That's my 3DS stand. That's That's going to be mine when it comes out. And... And uh, so when I went to to get my 3DS, you know, I had to wait like several weeks before that became available to grab that stand. But, you know, I picked up on launch day. This was something that I just I had to adopt. And I got two of them, Um, one for me and uh, one for Draco. And because I knew that we would be gaming together, we would be playing Animal Crossing together. I was without a doubt. That was what we were going to do. So that's kind of why I jumped on that. But for a bit. Um, you know what, actually, let me rewind that, um, because I want to say, like, I didn't pick up any games, or maybe one game to start out. Did it come with Ocarina of Time at launch? It didn't no. come with it. Not at launch? Okay.
2: No, uh, the Ocarina of Time came out in June.
0: I, I want to say, I-, I just sat on my DS games, I think, for a bit. And didn't really have a 3DS game. I just picked up the system itself. And that was just cool to have those things that came with the system, like the AR functionality and stuff, and playing those games. And that, that just was holding me over, plus my DS games, to till like, I had a game that I really wanted to play in my 3DS. And that was a big thing. Like the, the launch of the 3DS was a bit lackluster. But I had a lot of fun with, with what I did have and what I was able to get a hold of at the time. Um, you know, I was I was scraping, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel for getting games. I, I picked up that Dead or Alive fighting game because you know I just wanted something to play. I never would have picked it up ever, but that was because you know I wanted to see this three D and I wanted to find out what was the best way to see this. Stairs got in three D, uh, so that's kind of my first experience. And I picked up at a GameStop. And uh, so,
1: Josh, uh, what was your first experience with the three Ds? Um, I remember getting mad like on launch day as well. Um... And I'm wanting to say the first game I got with it was Pilot Wings. And that was sort of out of just like, there wasn't anything else at the time, like you were saying. Um, I think there was a Street Fighter game, but I'm not really a big fighting game guy. Mm-hmm. But And Pilot Wings was okay. Like, I'd, I'd played some of the old ones, but they just never really hold my attention for that, that long. So I played it for a good little while and it kept it alive. But then it was really like, I felt like it was funny because the thing I was the most hyped for was Ocarina of Time um 3d coming out and of course i i love that game and i loved it again on there so yeah it was a really weird kind of kind of slow start i won't skip too far ahead but it was like like you said some of the extra stuff it could do the ar capabilities the cards you know the little characters on it and those games and all that that gave me something to kind of have fun with the, the videos that was on it and just goofy little things like that it wasn't a whole lot but it was more than it was definitely something new it was you know, the 3D even at that point was just fun to sort of see, which I actually used a decent bit throughout the thing's lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had enough in the package to start with to to not feel like a complete waste to me. Um, I, I guess even more so after the ambassador program gave me a few free games. But, but yeah, that that's kind of how it started. Um was their day one. Don't regret it. <laughs>
2: Uh, for me personally, I I love 3D. Uh, Ryan and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, I think it's a, a really great feature. Some people see it as a gimmick, but I think that there are definitely some advantages to 3D when it's done correctly. Um, I actually own a 3D TV, and it's one of my f- most favorite things that I own. I think it's very cool. But when I heard about the 3DS, I was like, yeah, there's no way that this is going to work. Like, mm-hmm. not... Needing glasses and have a 3D image just pop out at you. There's no way, and I was genuinely baffled when I went into a Best Buy right when the game was released and gave it a try. I couldn't wait. I actually made a trip just to Best uh, <laughs> a trip to Best Buy just to try it out and then leave. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I tried it for the first time, I was like, oh wow, it actually does work. But um, I I wasn't that impressed right away because. I don't know when you when you view it inside the store uh, with, you know, all the bright lights on, it's kind of like a less impressive looking image. But mm-hmm. I mean, they nailed it. They really did do it. Um, but it does depend on how you hold it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's one thing I'm sure we'll talk about the 3D in a, in a little bit more detail in a bit. But, um, you know, like I said, I love 3D. I thought it was almost too good to be true, but it really did work out uh, just fine. Um, but it was such a weird Nintendo-y type of system. Uh, I just thought that you know the charging base was pretty cool. Like uh, you know you just put it in your your the charging base and you get like these spot pass uh, things sent to your system overnight. Yeah. Uh, the way that they advertised that I was like okay that's pretty cool. And uh, I thought 3D YouTube would be pretty cool, being able to see you know certain types of videos in 3D, and that actually worked quite well. Um, that unfortunately doesn't exist anymore, but uh, I waited until the price drop happened and uh, for a few more games to come out. So I waited until about December of that year. Uh, okay. I did get the blue model, but I got it for the the price, the, the new price that was, I think, $180. I believe it was originally $250, okay. and I got it with Super Mario 3D Land. And Mario Kart 7. Those are my two big franchises. So I was thrilled to have both of them come out around the same time. And, uh, you know, Super Mario 3D Land was made by the Galaxy team, who is, I would say, probably the best development team ever. So I was thrilled to play that, loved it. And Mario Kart 7 was amazing. So uh, my thing is with system launches, I have to have some games to play i need like a, a little bit of variety so i was happy that i waited a little bit and equally happy that uh the price drop happens around that time so so mm-hmm. that worked out and uh yeah i i'm very fond of the 3ds and and still play to this day
0: it's funny uh just the extra features that they packed into this um like the ar thing was cool I had a bunch of different games on it Um, but that wasn't the only thing. Like, you had the Mi Plaza, um, with Street Pass and Spot Pass. Let me tell you, like, Street Pass and Spot Pass is something that is still talked about to this day. It's like, why doesn't the Switch have that? Like, people would want that. Um, and there's so so many games that capitalize on that ability to Street Pass and Spot Pass. It was definitely a great move on Nintendo's part, uh, to be able to do that. And I don't think it was all out right out the gate. Some of the stuff was slower to roll out, um, I want to say. Um, but, you know, right out of the gate, though, you got you know a music player. It was a multimedia device, so you had a music player. You could take pictures in three D even. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and not just take screenshots of games necessarily. I think that came later, but just you know taking pictures with the three D camera was like, whoa, what? You can actually do that. You know, make make your own three D images. And like, yeah, you couldn't view it anywhere else, but it was still so cool. <laughs> at least at the time, you couldn't. Uh, and not the greatest resolution either, but it was really cool to have that ability. You know.
2: <laughs> well, at the time, 3D was kind of a big fad at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, the 3D TVs were starting to be a thing. 3D movies were huge. Um, I think they're still a thing, but, you know, not nearly as popular as they used to be. Um, I remember my friend had a 3D phone. And I will say I was really impressed by how well that works for, you know, for a smartphone. Um, so, yeah, 3D was a big thing at the time, but that eventually would not be as popular but you are right that it did come with some really cool uh, features i thought ar was awesome with face raiders very cool Mm -hmm. game that was built into the system and and worked really well and and, you know kind of silly and funny to put your face into it and um uh, street pass was a great idea but for us in the united states a lot of us don't live in a city where we'd be able to encounter a lot of other people that happen to have a system. So the only time I really got street passes when I was, when I went to the uh, Nintendo New York store and maybe like a gaming convention, I think I only went to like one or two and, uh, mm-hmm. and that happened. So, um, maybe it works great in Japan. And from what I hear it, 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 did, but you know, for us in the United States, where it's a little more expansive with land, it, it just didn't have the same effects, but, um, hopefully they bring it back in, at some point in the future, um, but I will say with, with uh, Street Pass, I hear that the feature was originally on the original DS uh, with Nintendogs, so I guess they just really wanted to capitalize on that feature and, and bring it to a whole new system and make it system-wide, so I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I I will say with with Street Pass, it was one of those things. You know, I'm in West Virginia, and here, there's, I mean, there's enough people, I guess, but you're still you're fairly spread out. There's mountains everywhere, and that sort of thing. Though it it was nice for, again, there's not a whole lot of conventions and things here, but I went to one of the Zelda concerts in like 2000, I want to say 2012, I can't remember. But you go in a place like that, where I'm sure if you would have took it to E3 or something and your gate is just loaded. Like, you'd have to go through. That was a little mm-hmm. annoying. You would have to go through, and I think you could, there was only 10 that could show up at a time, mm-hmm. and you'd have to go through 10, and then you'd have to go through 10. So that was a little irritating. But that was sort of a neat experience that I, I'm sure there's enough people out there that got to experience that, possibly even <laughs> on a daily basis, especially in somewhere like Japan or New York City or something.
0: And this was prime me time, so you, could, you had a me maker ability as well. <laughs> If if you were into that thing, <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you guys remember? You can take your I remember. Picture. I I remember when like the, uh, when the system came out, like just e- each app had you know it has that like opening like when you touch the app it has like a little animation. Yeah. And just seeing the pencil for like the settings feature or whatever mm-hmm. app that was, seeing the pencil float out at you, I was like, whoa! <laughs> uh, I was so easily entertained by that, but um, uh, yeah.
0: You know, and, and if I remember right, they actually reacted to the microphone, too. So, like, you yeah, could, like, yes. blow into the microphone and they'd, like, spin or do something, like, fun with that. <laughs>
2: yeah. It was, like, the little the features that they included. Yeah, they they went all out with that, with all these little details. And I actually, uh, I know I'm kind of pivoting, but I like the the design of the system itself, uh, like the original one. It's very odd, but I appreciate how the design of the system really incorporates this theme of threes. So you would see Mm -hmm. this uh, dark layer on top and followed by a medium darker or like medium lighter layer and then a lighter layer of color beneath that and if you look at it at the at the face of the system there's a darker color on the bottom and then it gets a little gradually lighter as you go up and there's like these kind of like sparkles on the cover too so I don't know it it sounds kind of corny when I describe it that way but it's a really beautiful system I think um like the red one was really nice but um yeah going back to some of the the features of the system uh it came with this app called nintendo zone where you could you know since we didn't meet oh, yeah. a lot of people in real life there was this app where you could kind of go to a like a store or a restaurant like mcdonald's and if you pass by mcdonald's you would get uh some me's or features from people who had passed that mcdonald's as well so they kind of like stored those me's and all that information so that for like the next person so i thought that was a a pretty clever way of getting around our unique uh geographic limitations mm-hmm. um, and uh yeah the cards were awesome too with the ar um you just point the camera at them and these little figures would come out and it was just like a nice little nintendo touch and uh, yeah it was such a weird launch but uh, i'll never forget it
0: yeah, I big thing was I went to Gen Con every year, and the street passes were insane. I keep up with all of that was, and then E three time, like we got all those spot passes from the different people, like Reggie coming to visit and everything. That was always fun um, to have those those features. Um, the yeah, you know, it just felt connected. My biggest thing was probably collecting all the puzzle pieces. I love puzzles, so that was like, and they became oh, yeah. animated like videos and stuff when he collected all the pieces, and that was. That was really cool. It just kind of just like like a loop, like almost like a gif if you will, uh, but in 3D and that was just it was so rewarding for me. I had to have all the puzzle pieces for the street passes. So okay. the time I went to New York and just that was it was insane. So I like to get
2: about that too. you guys remember the hats? Like I had like yes. a actual nintendo console like the original nintendo console as a hat <laughs> <laughs> yes. i don't know I think i like received it as a gift or something so that was a fun little surprise
0: <laughs> i just I, logged uh, in and i have a pumpkin on my head still apparently i played it last uh, one was halloween time
2: hats and and uh, they also had something where you could see their like favorite things like what's your favorite title what's your yes birthday and like you could put in a saying or something so you could type in some kind of phrase that this mm-hmm. person see so it's just kind of fun to see what everyone would put for their little me profile
0: you could also uh change the the speech bubble as well i have a boo one it's like a shy boo looking uh, and you could like spend tickets to get costumes and also more themes for your uh, your speech bubble when you talk to different people you street pass with and everything and they kept adding value to the game they kept on adding more dlc like paid dlc games and things i never really sprung for those uh, extra ones but it was still pretty cool that that, that was an option for people like because
1: the meat plaza was just packed full of stuff to do hey as we speak i turned mine on and i've got the super nintendo on my head and i had some people i hadn't uh, went through with the street pass with and i just completed the skyward sword puzzle <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway
1: I'm sorry I just had it that I'd throw that out there
2: no that's great <laughs> um, another thing that was included in in the main menu like feature of the main menu because street pass was something that was just included with the system which is pretty cool um, they also had where you could uh, you, you could add badges to the system which are like these little you know Nintendo icons that you can just place anywhere on the system itself so mm-hmm. next to your games you could put a warp pipe like from Mario and this was all done through the Nintendo badge arcade I think that's what the yes. game is called and uh that's the game Ryan that I was talking about that I have the most amount of playtime in
0: <laughs> no no joke like that's probably if I counted it as a game it's probably my favorite like 3ds game but it's not quite it's like more like a mini game type thing but i I sunk so much time into that.
2: I, you
0: know, I I totally feel you there.
2: Yeah, I think I'm like that. You know, I mentioned before, uh, before we were recording. I think I'm a hundred. Not what am I saying? Uh, an hour and thirty or so minutes into just that little app, <laughs> but it's totally free unless you want to pay for more tries. And I have to say, like, it's pretty much impossible to get everything totally for free without paying. True. So um <laughs> I, and I have no intention of doing that, so I'm proud of myself for not succumbing to that. Uh, <laughs> that uh, whatever I'm trying to say.
0: Things that make the 3DS great, and a lot of people want that for the the Switch, is like these themes that you can buy, and they change the system's music and the different sounds. Like when you select things and you open up applications, it makes different sounds and noises, like from those games or those different themes. Um, and then, you know, the badge arcade paired with that, you can customize it to however you want it. You can have several different loadouts as well um, and have different themes you could switch to. You can even put them on a rotation if you wanted to and have it like switch out every time you close your 3DS. You open it back up
1: again and it's got a different theme. I forgot and uh, it's just, it's so cool. Um, I actually did cave and buy a few themes before. I've got like, some of them are free, but yeah, you could you could right. put like 10 of them, like he said, and you could just shuffle them and they would randomly jump in and out. And you know, like he said, it had the little different. It would change music. The some of the icons would change, or the backgrounds and things like that, along with the badges. Um, I felt like it had a whole lot of character to it. Granted, a lot of that was added over time. But you know, you look at something like again. I feel like I'm talking bad about the Switch, but you know, the Switch and there's like the black and the white theme. You know, <laughs> they kind of spoiled us with this.
2: Yeah, I'm really surprised they have, they still haven't brought it to the Switch such a simple thing for them to implement and you know the switch is super popular obviously so I'm, i don't know if that's even ever going to uh, be implemented but i hope mm-hmm. it does but guys what was what were your favorite themes if you remember any
0: let me pull that up because actually i didn't even think about looking at that now i know my favorite one that i have on there right now is definitely the samus returns one okay uh, just because of the, the, the quality they put into that
1: with the music and everything like
2: Josh joshua Yoshi. Great.
1: I'm gonna pull mine up actually here as well. Right now mine's set to Yoshi, but it's on a random thing. There, there was a good (laughs) bit. Um, But yeah, I would actually, to be honest, I, I know it sounds silly. I'd spend a dollar or two on these on the Switch. You know, (laughs) I really liked it quite a bit. (laughs) So I have um, like my my shuffling my ten that I shuffle through at least right now. I have a Yoshi Springtime Siesta. Let's see, there's a Sonic 25th Anniversary one. I'm just to name a few that I I know I like. There's a Splatoon one. You know, which wasn't a 3DS game, but um, what else? Majora's Mask. Oh, I like that there were some NES ones, too. There was a series of NES ones. I actually have a NES pit theme on here that would, would sort of go into, like, the 8-bit looking theme and things like that across the top. So, yeah, there was, there was some pretty cool ones. Some of them would do more than others. Mm-hmm.
2: My favorite one and current one, and actually it's probably going to be the only one I ever use, it's kind of like a traditional Japanese theme, and Mm -hmm. I was fortunate to get it through like the My Nintendo Rewards. Yeah. Uh, I actually got a lot of them through that. Like, normally you would have to pay for them. I think they're like $1 or $2 each, but Mm -hmm. I got them through like the Gold Rewards or something like that, and uh, I just love the traditional Japanese one. There's like a, a heron, and it's just, you know, this traditional... Japanese art style with traditional Japanese music in the background. It's like Okami. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So it's like gold, black, and red pretty much. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of serene and nice and ties in, you know, the whole Japanese theme to my favorite Japanese company.
0: Similar to the Hanafuda style and that kind of art style looking thing. Um, Uh,
2: My my number
0: one like probably most use is i love black and white checkerboard i'm wearing a black and white checkerboard hoodie right now so there's a black and checker checkerboard black and white checkerboard uh theme that i i got um um, i like the music that plays with a slow poke theme so i i I, you know had fun with that one um there's a chow one um and they make the cute chow noises and everything and it has the chow garden music and like i love this one this is do, do
2: I, I not have that
1: sure? one? Why would I not have that one? I'm sorry. <laughs> you <laughs> should have anyway.
2: that one. It's adorable because every time it's, it's open, to, it's like. Isn't there a Dreamcast theme too?
0: I don't know. There might be. It I'm sounds not gonna gonna say familiar. they're familiar uh, or something. I'm going to yeah, have to like look
2: Sega that up. Sega yeah. went all out with being weird with their themes, which is so random because it's, I don't think the themes made that much money, but Sega <laughs> was looking at them.
1: Dreamcast theme was awesome on a Nintendo handheld. That's so weird. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I do remember that. And there's a. I had
0: Bountiful Boos. Um, it, was, it was... I got the theme, and I really wanted to get the, uh, the new 3DS faceplate. But the Boo faceplate for that one was like probably the most sought-after one besides the uh, Kiari Pami Pami ones. Uh, so I did miss out on that one. But I did get one of the, uh, the Hanafuda one that has the Boo on it. So I was able to get at least that faceplate. But I really wanted to get the, the, the Boo one, the glow- glow-in-the-dark, but never did manage to get that one. Um, I had a, a gold edition of Majora's Mask. Um, and then Ice Climbers, of course, you know, played the Ice Climbers music. And then Samus uh, ran Ashley's Halloween theme. It played Ashley's theme song. I love that for, uh, you know, WarioWare. Yep. <laughs> um, I picked up several of the Ashley ones. There's there's different ones you can pick up. There's a Halloween version of the NES Link one. And there's this my Nintendo Samus. I had to pick up Samus. Everything Metroid and Samus. And there's a couple of Splatoon ones here and there. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of my, my themes that I love to pick from the most. Um, I think probably the one that's the music that plays when you have the slowpoke uh, theme, and it's really adorable when you go to the different each different panel makes like a yawning sound from like the, <laughs> <laughs> the slowpoke. I thought that was adorable. Yeah, that's yeah, the position.
2: chow. So cool.
0: Like opening up your system and hearing the chow saying hi or whatever. It's it's just instant instant happiness right there. Awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah it's like the themes are so unnecessary and you know obviously you don't have to get one but it's just nice to have and a lot of them are free so it's it's pretty cool that that's a thing. I'm glad that they eventually added that.
0: You know I feel like it's like Xbox achievements but better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I feel like that's what people get out of like completing achievements. That's what I get out of having these themes on my 3DS and customize it the way I like it and it kind of my testament to what I, what I enjoy and and that's why like I had to get this new three DS when it came out with the face plates. Um, because then I could customize the outside as well as as the themes. Like I could completely make it my three DS. And I'd love to do that with the Switch someday if that's ever a possibility. Um, but it's just I'm just charming. And, and I'll talk about a little bit later, uh, about the one time that Nintendo actually like disappointed me and I was actually angry at at, this, at the company and was like you know, they actually hurt my feelings and I'll I'll talk about that so it's so silly now, but you know. Uh but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you did ask about the themes, um, and then like the badge arcade things you could try to get. Um, it was just basically claw game, uh with ridiculous some really ridiculous like obstacles you had to get around to get these items um but some were really fun like kind of like smash the targets and and smash brothers is kind of that feel sometimes too and just the different ways that you had to try to get these badges it was definitely rewarding and you could pay some money for it it was definitely a gacha mechanic but worth it
2: part of the fun was like trying to not pay for it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I
2: exactly i kind of challenged myself to not have to pay for the badge that i wanted um and like i said i never i, I, I haven't paid Uh, anything so far hopefully I never do but it was fun to be like can I get this in under two rounds because Mm -hmm. it's nearly impossible and sometimes the system kind of like glitched and I ended up just getting a whole bunch for no good reason so that was when it happened very rare but it was fun and uh, I it's kind of stupid because I spent so much time trying to get these badges I haven't put a single one on my home screen so I just have all but yeah I saw that and just see all the different like uh, the different options that they have for you because some of them are so random. It's like, okay. why is this here? Like, why is the badge arcade bunny in this suit? I love it, but why?
1: <laughs> you can put them yeah. on folders. Some of them, like I've yeah. got a. Uh, if you can, I don't know if you can see. I know they can't see listening, but like I've got a mushroom on my demo folder here, and like the P block from Mario Super Mario World on one thing. So you could put some of but then some of them came in pieces. Like, I got a Dry Bones here. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that. And I had you to get, like, several four pieces spanning. of them to put them together. You could link several yeah. things together and make a bigger picture.
0: That was pretty cool. Um, you know, the awesome. icons especially, like, I had to get at least one icon I liked for each of the different system uh, capabilities. Like, the eShop, it has, like, an, an orange, like, paint splatter, kind of, like, Splatoon-like. Um, I had to get that one. Um, There was the picture, uh, the Nintendo 3DS camera. App had had an icon that you could get that was uh Lakitu um with with the camera on the end of that and then uh Toda or uh KK Slider uh has one for the music player I had to get that one um Waddle D is that is that the one with the bandana for
1: Bandana Waddle D Kirby I
2: think there's yeah there's Bandana D or Bandana Waddle D and bandana then there's Waddle and it, D. it shows like that
0: that was the settings one where he's holding the wrench Okay. Um, and then the, the activity log was in a bottle and then link uh was the like the classic 2D link holding up the uh Triforce, but instead of the Triforce it was the uh the download DS download play. And I got like this like me, special me one that looks like it's like drawn by chalk or something. So, you know, it I had to get those different different icons. Um and I, I customized all my my folders. Like I have in three DS Basically, all the folders had that first letter uh, displayed, so I I arranged it in 3DS, and then GBAs, and then DS, and that's NES, 3DS, DS, and support apps, and then I had Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Advance, and then Super Nintendo games, and then demos, and then system tools, and I had them all customized in like this, and you could... Change its different levels too. Like you didn't have to just do like three rows, you could do like five rows, or like you expand it and make it yours. And all the different it was just the customization was great. Albeit, let me let me dial it back a little bit. The customization does slow down your system quite a bit. Um, launching Doesn't- your system, launching applications. It it slows it down if you add too much on there. And that's what I kind of ran into for a while there when I was trying to get get all of the badges and stuff on my screen. It does slow things down significantly. And things take longer to launch and takes longer to get to the home menu. Like, there is definitely lag the more that you put into the system, Um, which is kind of, think, what they were trying to avoid with the 3DS, or sorry, with the Switch, was to to keep that snappy and fast and not slog things down. But still, I want my themes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the, you know we've talked about the, the badges and the themes and all these things that were integrated into the system, but I thought a really unique way for them to uh, incorporate the 3DS and kind of tie it into the Wii U was, and this is such a minor thing, but I thought it was really cool that for $1 <laughs> you could pay for an app that you where you could use the three DS as a controller for Super Smash Brothers and I just thought that was so random and silly but uh that was pretty cool. I haven't done it myself but I bought it.
0: I I even have I even had the Smash Brothers game for three DS and I still bought the controller.
2: (laughs) Oh really? Okay. Yeah I mean we should probably get into the games because Super Smash Brothers for three D S is a surprisingly, really awesome game that mm-hmm. I never thought would be possible on such a system, but they pulled that off so well
0: definitely uh wow this this system is a gold mine for games, like classics and just things that will just be stand the test of time for like man, you gotta play these games it's gonna be hard to find these three d s s someday, and I can't imagine that that world when we get to that point. Like, what do you do? You know, because three D is hard to replicate like that anymore. Like, you're not gonna get that gimmick anymore. Uh, Just like you're not probably not gonna get the Wii motion controls anymore. I mean, that Nintendo has kind of gradually let let that happen. You know, the ability to do those things with Joy Cons and things like that. But you know, some of these things are just gonna become obsolete. Like, I have yet to play again an a version of Kirby Tilt and Tumble since the Game Boy, you know, Game Boy Color. So. Like, what, what can I, I can never play that again. And so, like, I think we're gonna be in the same boat with some of these these 3DS games and, uh, and DS to some extent, too. With, they've done some DS ports pretty well, but the 3D feature is just pretty much lost or, or it's dedicated to this console or nothing else.
2: Yeah, so, I totally um, agree. And it, it, it is kind of worrisome because the DS and 3DS are such unique systems, especially with the two screen feature mm-hmm. that they have it's going to be kind of hard to replicate that in the future i'm sure there's some type of a way of getting around that perhaps with virtual reality or exactly like that. so you know that's possible but you know it's it's probably not going to be as easy to use and mm-hmm. also something that was unique about the DS and 3DS is that it used pressure sensitivity for touch input whereas yes. on the Switch it relies on, on the uh, like the temperature from your finger or uh, I guess you can use a stylus if it's designed uh, you know for the Switch itself mm-hmm. but you know pressure input is very different from just swiping with your finger so that's something to factor in its uh, ability to be played in the future um, but the, the two screen thing you know that that's not going to come back, I don't think. If it was, it probably would have by now on the Switch. But um, yeah, the the 3DS is such a treasure trove of all these amazing titles. And when when the system was announced, I was hoping that it would fulfill its potential because it was capable of such amazing graphics. I, I was really surprised when they had the announcement of what the, the, the 3DS was going to have with all these titles. Um mm-hmm. I didn't expect Kid Icarus Uprising to look as amazing as it oh, does. Yeah. Um that's one of my favorite games ever for the the system and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how it was able to uh to handle such a an intense graphically intensive game. Um yeah, guys, what are your favorite games for the system?
0: That's a big question. Who's starting? You know, <laughs> if we had to narrow it down to like five, my goodness.
2: Well, what about, we could even start with some of our, like, honorable mentions, if you want. Sure. Um, Yeah, we'll work our way down to our more favorites, but um, I think I'll mention a few, like, downloadable exclusive titles, because something that a lot of people probably forget is how how many titles for the 3DS existed only in downloadable form, Mm -hmm. and... A lot of them got overlooked because of that because at the time downloading games digitally wasn't a huge thing until the end of the system's life cycle so um shovel knight was originally a downloadable exclusive game for 3ds Mm -hmm. and that game looks phenomenal in 3d so i Mm -hmm. love that and um i've mentioned this game many times in the past but mutant muds is yeah. one of my favorite games ever. Period for any system. So, uh, I love that. I also know that like Dylan's Rolling Western or something. Uh, yeah. There's like a few titles uh, f- for that series on the 3DS. I haven't played them myself, but I hear uh, a couple of them are pretty good. And uh, I don't know if you guys ever played this one, but uh, what's it called? Gunman Clive, I think. Yeah. 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 I heard about it. it? Yeah, that was, like, it's fun. a surprisingly huge hit because it was so cheap. It was only $2, at least the original was. And everyone's like, hey, this game's only $2, and it's actually pretty good for what you pay for. Yeah. And uh, it it was a, a massive hit on the 3DS eShop, and it spawned a sequel. And both of those games have, like, a pretty large cult following. So I'm glad that a uh, a developer that nobody heard of before is doing quite well because of that. mm mm-hmm. So what games do you guys remember loving that may not be in your top five picks?
0: So I'm going to get this out of the way here now. Um, it's unpopular opinion. Um, people are probably going to actually hate me for it because they hate the game. But for $5, I picked this game up off of Amazon and I bought it for several people. And I absolutely adored it for the same reason that I adored Pikmin and having its weird, like, real-world things pop up in-game. And like use them in strange ways. And that was Paper Mario Sticker Star.
2: Hot my take.
0: <laughs> I know. It's 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 a bold statement to say that I actually enjoyed my time playing that. Granted, I only paid five dollars for it, but I just I enjoyed it. I really did. Like the, the, the fan and, and the real world like scissors and things like that. Yeah, you could only use them once, but it was cool to see them use those elements and how they used it in a paper space. Um, it was a one and done though. I wouldn't go back and play it again. You know, it, it was for five bucks. It was worth it for the five bucks. And I did enjoy my time with it. And I didn't have too much problems, you know, playing through it. And I hate using stickers in because I, I always saved everything. And I wouldn't use it because I just I do that with stickers in real life. Like I want to yeah. stick it on something that's really special <laughs> or can I have an extra, you know. <laughs> so
2: it looked yeah. good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely looked there good. You go.
1: It had Mario, say about that. that. good
0: thing. <laughs> 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 so that was, that's my unpopular, uh, you know, uh, kind of, I guess, dishonorable mention, if you will.
2: <laughs> I'll just say that you're very brave. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, the first world was okay, and then I was over it.
2: Well, while Paper Mario kind of had a weird uh, lifespan on the 3DS, some series kind of found a new life on the 3DS, including Fire Emblem. And nobody saw that coming because Fire Emblem, from what I understand, if Fire Emblem Awakening wasn't a successful game, that it was going to be the last Fire Emblem game, period. And unexpectedly, it is one of the best-selling games for that system and brought a whole lot of people back into that series, including me. I played a few of them and I thought they were pretty good, but there was just something about Awakening that I thought was just so awesome and had me hooked and it's not even my type of game so that was cool
1: to jump in on the fire emblem thing while we're there because they they actually did, with the list i've got i did not include them on there but i didn't know where to put them um <laughs> i i never play, i never cared about fire emblem back in the day like i just didn't even when they were in smash like i <laughs> it's almost a joke but I, I you know i'm not a fan of the anime kind of style stuff i'm just not and like in melee i was like who the heck is martha and ike or roy <laughs> And I was like, I, I don't even want these. I don't know who they are. I don't want them in here. <laughs> so whatever, moving on. Like I, I never really cared about the series. It's not my kind of style. Just, I'm not big into RPGs even usually. But for whatever reason, I tried the demo to Awakening one day. And I actually was like, hey, this is kind of interesting. So I went out and found it, which is a whole story in itself. We don't have enough time. To-
2: and actually, with Fire Emblem, they, it's like one of the first games that nintendo included downloadable content for uh like with awakening um because they they weren't really able to do that with the wii as far as i can remember that you know they, they uh, experimented with digital content at the time but the 3ds yeah. yes, as far as i can remember is like the first system that incorporated downloadable content it was inter- interesting to see them uh, incorporate that into fire emblem
0: even beginning of patches like they had that skyward sword patch for wii Right. so like, like that, that was, was early great. early patches early updates early dlc stuff so no not a whole lot
2: and actually now that i think of it skyward sword came out the same year that the 3ds came out so those kind of happened around the same time mm-hmm. and that's the only uh software update for the wii that i can remember so uh yeah it's interesting that those happened around the same time
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> another honorable mention it's uh Actually, my first game that I bought digitally when it had a retail version, I believe. New Super Mario Bros. 2. Get all of the golden coins. All of the coins. Everything was coins. You know, that was over-the-top coin collecting, and I loved it. (laughs) I have a soft spot for it. Even though it was, like, never a game that I'd, like, say, you need to play this game. Like, I just, something was so, like cathartic about collecting all the
2: coins i think it's really interesting that they went with that concept i think it's a really great idea to just get all these coins and have that be like the main focus of the game i haven't played it personally but from what i understand uh, a lot of people are kind of underwhelmed by it i don't know anything about the level design but you know i i can understand why it would be uh, a fun experience, but I I do wish that they kind of took the, the new Super Mario Brothers um, game series to the next level with this title. Because they had so much potential with it, but... They played um, it safe. It's, yeah, exactly. Right. So. Uh,
0: so there was a lot of gimmicks uh, to the 3DS using the AR feature. A couple of the games tried to capitalize on that. Uh, so honorable Mentioned to Dream Drop Distance. Uh, they had like kind of a Pokemon-esque oh, yeah. thing going on, uh, where you had these cards that. you could scan in and get those those types of creatures uh, to help you out. Um, and uh, that was that was kind of cool. Um, I'm mainly shouting out Dream Drop Distance because it had World and a few characters in it. But anyway. <laughs>
1: Kidicor Uprising. I, I'll probably mention that later on my yeah, list. Yeah, oh yeah, this uh, had that, that game had uh, the AR cards. That yes, that's a whole story in itself. Impossibly but I fought super up. hard to get. I've actually got a decent amount I collected and got on a book. But you could scan those into the uh, of the game. I can pull them out, and you Weapons can scan them in, high. and you could kind of fight them. Like if you sat two up against each other, they would oh, yeah. fight on the screen, and you could almost get them as like you could unlock them almost like Smash Brothers trophies as collectibles in the game.
2: Mm-hmm. And Ryan, I think you said that you have a large AR card of your me. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I've got a, one of those huge AR cards. Like you could just yeah, you can make a life-size Mario next standing next to somebody with it and everything. So it's,
2: it's awesome. kind of fun. About yeah. how big is it? Like compared to like your body? Um, like how tall? Well, is that it?
0: doesn't tell anyone anything. But probably up to mm. my probably. Rib cage, maybe? I don't know. It's, really? it's decently
1: tall. It's oh, so what, like four foot tall or something? Wow. Not I quite like be that. i like trying to think what to something. compare it to.
2: Okay. I mean, that gives me know. a... That's, still, big... that's
0: a big card.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the idea. Wow. I didn't think it was going to be that big. But that, like that's like a, a big big, big, big
0: poster that you put on a wall? Okay. Like, it's about that big.
2: Okay. Such a random <laughs> uh, prize. <laughs> this to giant get from, IR like, card. Rewards thing, but... Hey, it's <laughs> that <thought> it exists. <laughs> um, two games that I'd like to bring up because I, I probably will forget to mention them later. I had such a great experience with both Zelda Triforce Heroes and Metroid Federation Force. And I'm glad you
0: brought up Federation Force.
2: Yeah, I when those games were announced, I was livid. This is not what I wanted uh, either of those games to be, but. After playing them, I am so glad that they exist, and I'm glad that I took advantage of the the pretty healthy online community that existed at that time. And <laughs> Ryan's holding up the game right now. And actually, now that I think of it, I know I'm gonna forget this. I'll just say this and get it out of the way. Uh, why, <laughs> why was Metroid Prime Blast Ball or whatever that was in that game? That was such a random thing. It's like Metroid Soccer. <laughs> like I guess well, they showcased I- it. League, at the
0: it, Nintendo World um, Championship, as like they had people play that that game before it was even announced, like it, I, I don't know, weird. they were trying to capitalize on Rocket League. <laughs> who knows? <Right,
2: laughs> that yeah. existed
0: at the time, but. that was a I,
2: E3. And I, I feel because uh, Iwata died like shortly after that. But I did like,
1: Federation Force, and I, I I appreciate it for what it was. Like I I really did. I I know there was a lot of hate surrounding. The whole game and the whole announcement and all of that. The only problem I had, and Trap Force Heroes is like the only Zelda game I don't own, pretty much. Um, But it just looked less, you know, I don't, it was the art style or the story. was just like really bad from what I could see from the trailer. It was like, I can't handle this. But anyhow, with with those games, like I would have loved to play them or more of them. I did beat Federation Force, but I hated that they were on the 3DS. Because yeah. I couldn't play them with anybody. I mean, I know some people on a 3DS, but where I'm not going to sit around in my living room with a bunch of with a bunch couple of us with our 3DSs in our hands, and I only got this big TV to play games on. Like, Yeah, exactly. you know, I want to be able to play with my wife and friends and all that. I wanna, give me a controller. Give me a console. I don't. I don't. That was always weird to me. I just I don't like multiplayer focused games on handhelds, mm-hmm. but, or at least limited to
2: handhelds. Yep. Yep. It felt like more of a console experience. For Otherwise,
1: sure. though, they I, I, from what I even understand from *Trap Wars Heroes*, it was a pretty fun game if you have the right group of people Mm
2: -hmm. the music was a little odd Um, it it was very different from past Zelda games, I'm glad they experimented but it just didn't work well for me If
1: if it's like Four Swords, I did like the Four Swords games
2: yeah, I mean it plays exactly like that except yeah. now that there's there's like this a vertical element where you can like stack on top of each other. Yeah. And I thought the way that they incorporated that with the the levels, the bosses especially and all these different things that you had to do to progress in the game, I thought it was just so clever. they such great ideas and I hope they bring it back in some form because it really is a shame that not more not too many people got to experience it. And Federation Force was also great in its own unique way. As I mentioned before, it's not the game that I wanted, but it's a game that I greatly enjoyed. Um, it's, you know, it, it looks very odd because it's like a chibi-styled yeah, Metroid very weird. game. And like multiplayer focused and metroid's all about being isolated so it it was very jarring when it was announced especially when you didn't get a metroid game in what like five years at that time Mm, and everyone's like oh this better not be the future because this is not what (laughs) we want um but it was fun and, and i'm glad that those games exist i don't really care if they make a comeback really but um i had a great time with them and had some great interactions and uh yeah, and Federation Force, I thought they had some really, really cool, like, objectives. There was a lot of variety in mm-hmm. it. So, um, yeah, if, if you guys are able to, um, you know, this is me speaking to our listeners. If you're able to get three or more friends, I highly recommend Triforce Heroes and Federation Force. It's a really fun time.
0: Cool. Definitely. Uh, do you have any other uh, honorable mentions, Josh?
1: If I may throw out, and you all might want to add these to your, you all might have these on like a list you have. I, I've got like 10 games listed here, and I had to shove these aside just because there's so many. But I'm not going to talk about all of them, so don't worry. But w- what else I wanted to mention was some of the remakes that were on there um, in particular, I think all turned out pretty well. Like um, the Ocarina of Time 3D remake. Mm-hmm. I love that game. It's oh, yeah. that's, that's one of my favorite games ever. Best way to play. it. I think it looks great on there. It The little upgrades were great. All that. Sort of stuff. Same thing with Majora's Mask. Um, I actually have the my my latest 3DS that I'm I guess I'm gonna stick with at this point. It was is the uh, new 3DS XL Majora's Mask edition. I love that thing. It looks awesome. Um, I
2: think it's worth a lot of money too.
1: Yeah, and then and Star Fox 64. I love that game. 3DS version mm-hmm. of it's great. It's awesome in 3D. And the only other one I listed was DK uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, of course. <laughs> Because I liked it on the Wii, and it was great to have handheld, and I didn't have to worry about shaking the Wii remote to roll.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Like, these 3D classics, like, they had not just 64 games. They had NES games. Like, I played Kid Icarus for the first time, uh, and it was in 3D and and the color and everything. And that was really cool. I actually played through and beat that game. And I decided, you know what? I haven't given this game a fair chance. I'm going to play it. In this 3D classics. And then I also picked up the Kirby's Adventure in 3D, yeah. which is, it's just really awesome ways to play the games. You'll never get to play like that again. You never get to experience that again. So definitely pick it up where you can.
1: The Game and Boy also, games on there as yeah. well, because you can't really get those hardly anywhere else. There were games that popped up on there, like one, like the really good, popular ones like Super Mario Land 2, but also like, uh, um, the Donkey Kong lands are a little little more odd, but just things like that that you really wouldn't see pop up on anything else.
2: Mm-hmm. In really rare, valuable games, at the time Shantae, and maybe it still is, Shantae for Game Boy Col- Color was worth a fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, like around $300 loose. It's such a rare game and such a gem. So that was the first time I was able to play that because it was only like 5 bucks. It was great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also Toki Tori, same thing. Worth a huge amount of money, but only five bucks on the 3DS eShop. But let's also not forget the Sega 3D Classics. Oh, yeah. With uh, Fantasy Zone, Sonic Did the they Hedgehog. Ever have a spin these... What was that?
0: Did they ever have a 3D Spinball?
1: Because I would be all over that right so. now.
2: I don't remember.
1: They, had, they yeah. only had like Sonic 1 and 2, I think, from the Genesis. Cl- I think. I, I've got them yeah. both. I've got 1 and 2 on my 3DS because they look really <laughs> good on here, actually. We um, also did
2: have Game Gear games for virtual console, not in 3D, they but they had Game Gear games.
1: Yep, I got a <laughs> few of those too. That, is, that was, almost forgot about that. They had a <laughs> lot to choose from.
2: Yeah. yeah like, it's, I got it's to a play a great Gunther virtual Switch, console. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, ambassador, ambassador Program aside, like, great virtual console. Like, you didn't have Game Boy Advance games, really, but everything else is golden. Like, if you had a new 3DS, you could play this Super Nintendo stuff, so.
2: Yep. Oh, and two more ports I'd like also like to mention, uh, since Josh brought up a few ports. Uh, Rayman 3D and Rayman Origins. Great games. I love the Rayman series, and I think we'll do some episodes on that in the future. But yeah, it was, sort of, it was just so cool to ha- get a console game in handheld mode and have it be in 3D. Like, that's still, to this day, very cool.
1: Rayman 3D on there is really good. I've, I've I've played it a lot on and off. I actually it didn't put it on my list for whatever reason. I didn't include it in my ports. Um, that I will say that version of Origins, I've got as well, and it is that's a great game. But it is not mm-hmm. good on the 3DS.
2: <laughs>
1: it uh, the sound and everything is just I don't know what they did to it, but whatever for whatever reason that port of it did not turn out well. But mm-hmm. but uh, other than that, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. It's just strange how easily this stuff gets away, but it was nine years, so you don't think about like how many games can actually come out in nine years. But they've there's you go back and you look at it's like wow, this there's a lot. Like you can play the original Pokemon games, Red and Blue. You couldn't get those anywhere, like Fire Red, Leaf Green, sure, but not not the original games. And then not only that, but you can actually port them over to Pokemon Bank, um, and then ultimately like, Pokemon in the Pokemon Home, like. You know, it was really cool to be able to have those Pokemon and actually port them forward because they are in this virtual console um, ability on, on the DS or 3DS. And that's that was really cool that they there's so much they did with this 3DS and used it as a bridge to bridge generations of Pokemon and, and so many different ways. And it's just it's really awesome that they put that that time and effort in.
2: Well, should we get into our top five games?
0: I believe we yeah, should. I think so.
2: Okay, I don't want to go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I've got it down to six, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to axe yet. So I'm kind of like you know dancing around it. And, cool. and if you guys cover, it sounds like one of you guys might have Kid Icarus Uprising on there, on your list. So I, I, I'm probably gonna I going to take that one off my too. list, even though it's <laughs> definitely one that. But since it's going to be covered at least by one person, I'm going to take that off because the other ones, maybe. Yeah. I don't know we'll see, but uh <laughs> all I, right I'll go I ahead could, and kick us off Jeff, go ahead go ahead. sorry yeah I'll, I'll kick us off uh, just by uh, it, it it's a downloadable game uh it definitely uses the 3 d s uh basically it it caught what's what StreetPass did was catch signals from 3 ds's this caught signals from any device, so any kind of radio wave frequency it would pick up on it and it would generate something in the game. Um, it's called, uh, the series is called Denpa Men. Um, the Denpa Men, uh, you know, it was all about like waves and like, and things like that. And you could find, like use AR to find these characters with these radio waves and import them into your game and use them in this like RP, turn-based RPG setting. Um, and they each had like different weaknesses and different abilities and you get rare ones and then you could build some of them up. And then like, it was just such the like the most quirky game ever. And they had a sequel to it. I'm going to mention the whole series. I didn't like the sequel as much because they added some, like, status effects. Like, getting, like, wet, like, soaked. And then, like, getting dirty with, like, dirt. And it was, like, kind of, like, acted like poison. I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. It kind of got outside of the scope. But, but the game was just, like, really, really fun to play. Um, Beyond the Wave, I think I want to say the first one was called. But, yeah, Dimpa they're, 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 um, I think, oh, Katamari Damacy, like, that, that main character... Like with that weird, like capsule, like head, like think of that, like, but like with they have like antennas in their head and they just kind of float around in AR space and you try to find them and add them to your game. It's so fun. (laughs) Charming. (laughs) All right. So that was my pick number five. Josh, what is your pick number five?
1: Okay. So as we are talking here, I've actually got a list, (laughs) I've got a list of 10 in front of me. So as we're going, I'm trying to sort of, Really, really, I guess pull back on that a little bit. I, I've got to, if I may, add a couple quick shout-outs real quick. To Mario Golf or World Tour, as I mm-hmm. drop it off the list, because <laughs> that was great. Um, what was it? Luigi's Mansion Two. It was good, but I'm, it's it's not gonna make up Mario Kart Seven for number five. I think. Yeah, yeah, Well, for for Mar- uh, for my number five, I believe I am gonna go with. A Link Between Worlds, um, which is still one of my favorite 2D Zeldas. Um, I will say, for me, and maybe it's nostalgia, my own nostalgia speaking, um, um, A Link's Awakening is probably still my favorite 2D Zelda, especially the Switch version. Mm -hmm. But this one's pretty far up there. I'm not even, like, as as good as A Link to the Past is, it's never been one of my favorites for whatever reason. It's hard for me to go back to. I get kind of bored. But for this one, I I really like it. I like what they did with the wall mechanic. I think it looks great. And I, I remember when I first got it, um, I went on a lunch break and went and picked it up. I just think it feels great to control on that 3DS. Like Link feels really good to move around. Um, but yeah, so I think that's my number five. Hmm. Don't want to stick on it too long. We got a long list.
2: <laughs> I uh, I'm really uh, I'm like remembering all these games that I forgot about. So. I, let me just say a couple honorable mentions before I get my fifth pick as I decide on it. <laughs> but uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is amazing. I have it, and it looks amazing in 3D, and I cannot wait to play it because I've only played like the first level, and it's amazing. And I'm glad that it has, it's getting like a second win on the Switch. Uh, Pushmo and all the games that came after it, like Crashmo and Stretchmo, very cool downloadable-only titles. Uh, Sushi Striker is an amazing puzzle game. And I hope that becomes a cult classic in the future. Mm -hmm. And Box Boy. The Box Boy series is awesome. There are three titles on 3DS and they're all excellent in their own unique way. And uh, there is a new game on the Switch, which is great. I'm going to have to give my fifth pick to Metroid Samus Returns. Mm -hmm. Um, I never played the original Metroid 2. I was thrilled that finally, on the 3DS, we have a 3D Metroid game uh, with you know actual stereoscopic 3D. That's ex- that was the only thing that I wanted a 3DS for, and we finally got it towards the end of the life cycle. Um, I think they brought in some really cool new elements, and it's, it's a great experience. I love it. Hmm. So what about your number four picks?
0: So my number four um it's gonna be new leaf um you know animal crossing new leaf is just i put a lot of time in that game um it would probably be ranked higher honestly had i not lost the game um and lost all of my progress and i didn't want to go back and play again uh and i didn't build all that up again i had, you know i had put a lot of time and effort into that game and it was all gone. I still have pictures on my 3 d s still of screenshots that I took in game, uh, but that's the only memories I have left of that that original playthrough and uh I miss it you know i I go on dates with my wife you know, all the time you know my, my spouse uh so that was the thing um and now i can't. So it's just it's it's stuck in my memory and it's gonna be stuck at number four. I wish it would have been higher, but I just I couldn't carry on that legacy, I guess. And I think uh, New Horizons is kind of hitting those those notes now. So,
1: well, to to jump a little off of that there, um, I actually I struggled with putting New Leap on my list here. It was my most played game right under Smash Brothers on my 3DS, and I I loved it. I played it a lot with my wife and things like that. But it's not on here, and I think it's just because where New Horizons is still kind of fresh, it's kind of just shoved it completely aside. So I did not put it on this list. I knew someone Mm -hmm. else would bring it up anyhow. (laughs) For my number four, I actually um, also put Samus Returns, Mm -hmm. um, which I had played the Game Boy one on the 3DS Virtual Console. Didn't play it on the Game Boy and got to play this one. But they still feel like almost completely different games. Like I know it's supposed to be a remake, but it, it feels like super good, and the whole counter mechanic and things like that. Um, I think it looks great. Um, the music, just putting in it, that's a game I really like to sit down with headphones on, turn on the 3D, and just really get into it. Um, and even the little, I won't I won't spoil it because it's not that that old, and I really do want people to, to try this out if they're if they're interested in it. Um, but even some of the added stuff near the end of the game was cool, and some of the lore that. Honestly, by the time if you collect everything and look into that, I think there's a gallery or something. It even leads into potential things in the future, tie in some kind of story. So I was really interested to see more of that. And I'd love to see them perhaps do that again, or give us a new t- 2D Metroid that ties into that storyline. Um, I, I, I think it was great. It was a little, um, it may have even been higher. It, it may be with, the, I, I, as much as I love the counter thing, there were times where I felt like there were you had to do it against like everything, so it got a little bit repetitive maybe. <laughs> but for the most part, I I think it was great. That is my number four.
2: Uh, I'm still having a hard time. It's like heartbreaking to knock off anything off of this list. So I'm really struggling. Yeah. But, um, and now I'm like remembering all these games I forgot about. I totally forgot about Link Between Worlds, which would. Probably be like top two, but I'm not even gonna include it because I forgot about it. And Animal Crossing New Leaf, I played hundreds of hours of it and Mm -hmm. lost all my data, similar to Ryan, but loved every second of it. Uh, I think I might even prefer it over New Horizons, to be honest with you. But I would say for my number four pick, I'm going to give that to Mutant Muds. I mentioned it already, but. It's just such an awesome experience. I never played the Virtual Boy until after, like long after the, the 3DS's life ended. And I thought they did such a great job of kind of giving the 3DS this like spiritual successor in a way to Wario Land, which is such a fantastic Virtual Boy title. And like the music is unreal. The graphics are so cool. And I just, I have no complaints about this game. It's just, it's perfect, really, for a platformer. It's very simple and easy to understand, and the level design is genius. And I really do hope that we get more of it in the future. So if you haven't played it yet, Mutant Muds for 3DS, it's a must have. And actually, it's also now on the Switch. So if you don't have a 3DS, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But yeah, Mutant Muds, it's awesome.
0: I still need to play through that more than what I have but I did play a good chunk of it Mm -hmm. so that was a
2: semi-sequel for it I think like super challenge which I have uh the like the physical cart of all the Atui games I mentioned that in a previous podcast but that is now easily my most prized possession I'm so happy I have Mm -hmm. all the Atui games on a cart
0: awesome definitely worth it wow just for I want to see Zeo Drifter in 3D
2: so good (laughs) <laughs> Haven't played that much of it, but beautiful game and very cool.
0: So I believe that brings us to our number threes. Nope. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> my number three. Uh, it's a puzzle game. Uh, I played. It was also available on phone, but I didn't really play it too much on phone. Um, I spent most of my time playing it on 3ds, and that is Pokemon Shuffle. Um, I just absolutely love Pokemon Shuffle I sunk so much time into that game and figuring out the puzzles and everything into it like I can't even tell you right now what the game was like it's been so long but I just know that that always stuck in my memory as something that I just I loved so much and it's got one of my highest play times on the on the console uh probably fourth or fifth if you take out DS games or Yu-Gi-Oh games I should say then it's it's gonna be the third on my list of most played. Uh, for playtime and everything. Uh, but yeah, I just I really enjoyed Pokemon Shuffle for some reason, like that, that chibi look of the Pokemon and just the package and everything. Um, and they made it tolerable. It wasn't like cell phone gamey on the 3DS. It was definitely a different entity. And it came out first before it came out on phone, I believe. Um, and that's just where I spent most of my time playing it. And it was fun.
1: But yeah.
2: Cool. What about you, Josh?
1: Oh, word to me. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. well with with number three actually um and like i said i, I kind of s- slapped the numbers on this afterwards but i, I actually don't think i regret this <laughs> for number three i've got kirby planet robobot um i don't know Glad. if you played any of the kirby games on the 3ds I, I actually it's not a series i played a whole whole lot of until i would say the 3ds but i really liked triple deluxe i thought that was a great game and then i got robobot and it was even better um mm-hmm. The I don't know if you've gotten to play it or not, but you know uh, the little the, the Kirby transformations or whatever are always kind of fun anyway. Maybe a little plain, but then like with the robo with the Robobot, whatever you want to call it, that like added a whole other layer to it. Or you could scan like Fire or you know I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, the Cutter and all that sort of thing, and it just added this whole other big. It, I guess you could say some of it was a little gimmicky not, not as much as say like the sword was in the kirby game on the wii like y- you actually got to have fun with it there was a reason for you to have this big giant you know stupidly powerful weapon um so I, and i think the level design was fun 3d was really cool in it like i remember a level where cars are coming at you and yeah and you, you had to like play frogger almost going across it that was cool um, and I like, it for whatever reason, and, and uh, Triple Deluxe. I might have these back. No, Triple Deluxe had the keychains, um, had something like this as well. But this had, uh, is it stickers? I think it is, that you had to collect in the levels. And I kind of got addicted to getting all of those, and I eventually did. Some of them you had to do like certain achievements for. Some you could just get like out of the random coin thing or whatever. You could use plate coins actually on it. I think on the from the 3DS for walking, but. Uh, but yeah, and you could stick those, you could put one on each arm um, of your of your Robobot in the levels. I remember having like a HAL Laboratory sticker on one arm, and then like one of my favorite bosses or something, and I just, I really got a kick out of that game. I really enjoyed it.
2: I'm so glad that you brought up Robobot. It's not on my list. I probably would have put it there, but what a great, unexpected, uh, unexpectedly great Kirby game, like uh, who who would have thought that a game called Robobot would be, in my opinion, I think the best Kirby game. Yeah, that's a great, yep. great pick. Such a great 3DS gem, really. Um, I hope it sold well. I don't even know. But um, yeah, great pick. I would say for my third pick, I will go with Super Mario 3D Land. Um, that was my first game yep. for 3DS, and... You know, Ever since I've heard some criticisms about it, like it might be too easy, and that's perfectly valid. But for me, I wasn't really looking for much of a challenge when I got it anyway. Um, I was just blown away that we had kind of like a Galaxy-esque game on this little brand new handheld, and mm-hmm. it looked fantastic. And I just yeah. thought that I actually did a whole project on this, embarrassingly enough, for uh, this, this class I had at my old university. Um, I thought the way that they introduced 3D to the masses was so genius in, in just one game alone. They had all these different ways of showing you, hey, this is what 3D can do. And one example of that could be uh, when you – if you play the game in reg- – like with a 3D off, it looks like all the Goombas are pretty much the same dimensionally. But if you turn the 3D up, you'll notice that some of them are just cardboard cutouts and that <laughs> the other ones are actual, uh, you know, physical 3D uh, Goombas. So I just thought that was so cool. And they also play around with, like, shadows and, like, s- the silhouettes of your shadow. Um, they- so much uh, so much creativity went into this game. And it-, it was just such a joy to play on my new handheld. And, uh, yeah, I... I- I just think it's great, and it looked amazing. The, the final boss with Bowser was amazing, where you climb up this like massive, I don't know, tower to, to get to Bowser with all these fireballs coming at you. I just thought it was such a great, glorified tech demo for what 3D was capable of on the system, and uh, I'll never forget the memories that I have with it.
0: I I definitely feel you there, and I'm glad that it ended up on your list, because I did have to cut it from my list, and um, I, I usually do that to, I chose Super Mario Brothers, you know, New Super Mario Brothers 2, instead of uh, 3D Land, um, but I was really hoping that that was on one of you guys' lists, because I just, I it's got a very, very fond place in my heart, and I took it, I took it to be a Land game, like the, like a spiritual successor to Land games, or a continuation, like this is a 3D Land, so like Mario Land 2, Mario Land 1, you know, Mario Land 3, they were all like quirky and weird and different, not quite your traditional Mario experience, uh, different way of experiencing Mario. And, and the fact that it was shorter, uh, maybe not as hard, was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a land game, of course, and they're going to have a 3D world game, of course, you know, they're going to do that and it's going to be even bigger. And guess what? I never played that one. So <laughs> I don't know what that's like, but I love 2- 2D or 3D land a lot. Um, and yeah,
2: it is really interesting that like like when the game came out, it was Super Mario 3D Land because it's a 3D Mario game. But when Super Mario 3D World came out, it's not in 3D. I mean, like in a way, it is. <laughs> um, we yeah. like it's not actually in 3D the way that it was on the 3DS. So mm-hmm. I was a little annoyed by that. But um, yeah, it is very cool to have a a, a mainline 3D Mario game on a handheld that is that beautiful and in pure 3D without glasses. But yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good pick. Thank you. All right, so uh, getting down to the last two.
2: Getting tough. <laughs> I think I have Sweating my phone ready. <laughs> it's good.
0: So my number two pick, um, you guys have already mentioned it. Uh, But Samus Returns takes my number two spot. Um, I probably would have had it a little higher. Um, I love Metroid so much, but this is a testament to how much of a downer it can be for me to have something spoiled for me. Um, I saw some things on this game before I got to those points and it kind of ruined the experience for me and it took some of the wonder out of the game for me and I don't know I, I and, and it was partially because Nintendo didn't shut up they didn't stop showing stuff and I just kept watching it and I'm like now I've kind of learned my lesson like okay they show a revealed trailer I don't need to see too much more after that because they're going to show too much and I'm not going to enjoy the experience anymore and I feel like that they show their hand a l- little too much and, and, and show off that stuff. And, and a lot of people complain to get to that point to where Nintendo decide, oh well you're doing this because we need to, otherwise it won't sell. And I don't like that kind of peer pressure, but um or consumer pressure anyway. And so like you know, digger knot was was spoiled for me. Um some of the ending stuff was spoiled for me. And um I'm not gonna say any spoilers. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> I haven't <laughs> been <like>, <laughs> I'm
0: talking like like end end stuff. Like you got to do 100% and everything. Like and I, I, there was one thing I didn't didn't get spoiled for me. Like the very the perfect ending or whatever. That one I've got to see on my own and understand it. But just the story is really cool. But yeah. getting that stuff spoiled just really kind of dampened that. It probably would have been my number one had that not have hit my hit at that time. And I would have like yeah. I don't know. I'm really hoping that they do another 2D Metroid, and Nintendo doesn't <laughs> screw things up for me because I really want to experience it and be wowed. And that's like I'm hoping for Metroid Prime Four as well. I just want to be wowed. Like I'll watch some of the stuff, but I'm 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 leery to want to watch these official Nintendo videos for fear of like really losing that magic of first time experiencing it because something was let slip and it, it affected my nostalgia for it. So that's for my
1: my nice second I, pick. I had part of that game spoiled for me um, near the ending. Basically, every boss and some things like that from a YouTube thumbnail. Um, mm. Because yep. a, a professor professoria Gaming or whatever decides to post every boss like the day a game comes out on the thumbnail and still does that to this day. <laughs> anyway. I blocked him um, in case
2: it helps you because I was so annoyed when that happened to me, too.
1: Yeah. So, anyhow... Um, it is, that is an awesome game. There, I'm glad we all mentioned that on our list. With my number two, um, I actually I, I think mine and Chris's list are are going to be really similar. Because um, my number two is Super Mario 3 e Land, um, and that wouldn't have been that way like when it first came out. Because honestly, I was I don't want to like overstate this, but I, I was going to say I was maybe a little disappointed. Like again, like being land. Uh, I know Land One and Two are really cool, especially Two. And they were weird. They were in different worlds and things like that. They didn't look like normal Mario. And I felt like this was very like safe. This was very Mario, you know, just stuff. There was the flagpole. Like, they didn't really, why they need to bring the flagpole back. Everything has something different. That was just them playing off of their own nostalgia. So that kind of annoyed me at first. But then, like, it's like the more I went back to it and the more I've replayed it, like, five times now, <laughs> the more I've enjoyed it. Because um, it it really is a good game in its own right. Like it's not it's not the kind of three D game like Odyssey or Galaxy or sixty four would be. It's it's more linear. But I think it fits that that handheld um, really well. And then you go back through. With, I, I don't want to I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. But basically, with all the extra stuff afterwards, the post game, there's actually a good bit of game there, and it's a it's yeah. a great one that that I like to. It's one of those that I like to go back to because it's not that that long. And if I don't if I want to go back and I don't want to get all the collectibles, that's fine. Like I've done it before. Uh, I've got everything in it. It's just one that's easy to go back and sit down and go through in a couple days or something. And it's, it's always been a lot of fun to go back to.
0: You know, I just realized that it reminds me of Mario Sunshine, uh, the, the water when they take away the flood. It kind of reminds me of that. Like you try to ch- time you jump presses like it sets up in that world or like a kind of blocky in how you do things. Yeah. And then or you see some of that in Galaxy as well. Um, and it just kind of captures what I really liked about Sunshine. I think that's why it kind of captivated me with the, the 3D land, uh, was that, that kind of that feel. I don't know. I like Mario in that space where he goes through a, a weird blocky type level. Uh, if he jumps, like maybe it'll flip a platform or something or a platform will disappear and you have to t- time your jumps or whatever. And And that's just, I like those challenges.
1: When they really they really took that 3D aspect, like we were saying earlier, and and, and did it justice um, with the shadows and, like, the cardboard cutouts of the Goombas and things like that. Um, and there's certain things, I guess, I don't want to completely say in case someone hasn't went through it. But there's even a couple really cool references to, to another series or two in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, oh, the cards. I'm sorry. One more thing I do want to mention on that one is, like, at the beginning you see one and throughout the story you do. But there's, like, those little cutscene cards, whatever you want to call them. And those are awesome with the 3D on. And they they even have, uh, where you if you move them, they'll bounce and things like that. Like, the beginning has Bowser kidnapping Peach. And then throughout, there's different parts of the story. Um, There's even, part of it will show you like what Peach is experiencing. She tries to get away at one point, and and so on. And I always like that. It's just one of those little things in that game that adds that little extra layer of character to it
2: so uh we're this is our number two right now right
1: yeah that was our number two
2: okay so my pick for number two was originally number one i just switched them out right now so my number two pick and it's quite fitting is luigi's mansion 2 i love this game i think it looks stunning i love the art style i love that and some people don't like this but i like it i like that you can kind of pick the type of mansion that you go to or at least it's like more linear i like linear games Mm. i don't i don't like having one big mansion although i think luigi's mansion 3 is a happy marriage between the two um but yeah i i like how the story progressed i think it looked amazing i thought the the puzzles were super clever um i thought the bosses were phenomenal Uh, a lot of creativity there it incorporated 3D in such a clever way and i didn't understand this at the time when the 3DS was announced but the this type of game a luigi's mansion type of game is perfect for 3D when he turns around and the the flashlight is in your face, you really feel that in a way. And you can kind of judge the room a little bit better because you have this better idea of space because of the 3D. Um, I just, I love this game. I think the multiplayer was really fun at the time. And uh, you know, this was a new developer making it for Nintendo. They kind of took a big risk uh, lending it out to them. And I thought they just really nailed what makes Luigi's Mansion so special. So uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 2, is my personal number two pick for the 3DS. I love
1: it. It's not on my list. It was on my bigger list. It, it ended up getting cut off, but mostly because I, I do feel a little bit different with the mission setup, I guess. Like I like one and three a little bit better than two. But one thing with Dark Moon, especially that I remember that stuck out, and three did this, well, all of them's done it, but um was the personality they gave Luigi. Like he's not even like my favorite Mario character, but in those games, especially. Again, Dark Moon is where I really started to notice it. I thought they just did great. Um, like when it, the elevator, when he gets stuck in the elevator and he starts freaking out when it drops and things like that. Um, I, I just, when like when you beat one of the bosses and he starts doing this goofy dance, but then the spider crawls by him and he kind of jumps back. And it just gave him a lot of personality in that game. And, I, and I, it made me smile actually a lot just while watching the cutscenes.
0: I need to finish that game.
2: I'm actually, um, I, I mentioned this before, I'm on like the last boss and it's driving me insane that I still haven't been it yet. But yeah, the yeah. the bosses are so clever. I love it.
0: I was playing it and I was getting into it. And then um, my sister-in-law wanted to play it. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, you can take it. You can play it. And she had it for, gosh, what, two two years maybe? <laughs> and that's what it felt like anyway. Um, And then I finally got it back, and I'm like, but I'm not playing my 3DS anymore, so why would I go back to play this? And I never to pick it back up again, and and I figured that was probably going to be a reality, but I was satisfied with what what I did get to play of it. Um, I didn't get all the experiences that you guys probably have of it, but... uh, So it definitely didn't hit any of my top lists, but uh, something that... And again, I, I like the Metroidvania style of exploring a big area, a big world, and... Um unlocking little bits of a mansion, and so like going to compartmentalized mansions um it was cool to go to different locales, but I didn't necessarily like the formulaicness of it um but and I think part of that was because the ghosts weren't that unique um as far as like I don't, they were so it seemed like all pretty generic and like lacked some of the personality, like some of the characters did, and like the spider and things like that, like the bosses maybe did speak to that. Uh, but I felt like a lot of the other stuff wasn't too unique there. Um, but where it lacked in that, it got more more f- from the fun aspect and less of the horror aspect, and, and that was fine. And the exploration stuff I, and that was great. It was great for what it did, and uh, and I like that Luigi Mansion Three is supposedly a, a marriage of the two. I have yet to play that yet, but um, at least not enough to. I think the ha- the mansion went dark and things started getting creepy, and that was pretty much where i left off so just started the game so i need to go back and play it give it some time but yeah that's uh that's cool but now we're gonna go into the final you you ready
2: yeah I'm you curious. like i got lock
0: locked
1: down nothing's gonna change I, I, I think I, i'm gonna say i think i know where this is going at least yeah. at least with the last with us with me and chris
2: yeah yeah
0: <sighs> okay all right uh so my number one pick uh, started with a demo. And I played that demo like crazy. Like, I'm like mad crazy. What <laughs> um, And I was so excited to get it before it actually came out on Wii U. And I got to play it early before anyone else got to play it. And I'm like, yes, this is my game and it is portable it's handheld it's perfect for me and it's got a single player which the Wii U version doesn't have yes this is awesome I am on this game I am clocking in at let's see 269 hours and 52 minutes and that is Super Smash Brothers 3DS oh
2: wow I I thought you were going to say Because I I was going down this checklist that you just provided (laughs) for us. And I think this one game checks all those boxes as well. I thought you were going to say Super Mario Maker for 3DS.
0: Okay, okay, I can see that.
2: (laughs) That's a good pick, though. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers. Yep, such a good game.
0: But yeah, Super Smash Brothers 3DS. Like, I loved Smash Run more than any reasonable person should like Sorry. it
2: was just probably
0: <laughs> a stupid amount of hours i spent on that game i'd play it till three four five in the morning just running through it over and over and over again like i need to get better at smash i've got to figure this out i've got to learn these these techniques and like man like putting that much time into this 3ds game when i tried to play the wii u game it was like I have no desire whatsoever. I was so burned out on Smash Brothers before the Wii U game even came out, <laughs> and uh, it was like this is not even like worth it because it doesn't have Smash Run. Why would I play the Wii U version? Why would I try to unlock all the trophies when I have every single trophy in this game? Like I have everything. Like I pushed it and pushed it and pushed it to collect every single little bit in this game, and it just uh, it was my jam for sure, uh, <laughs> through and through. So yeah, that's my number one pick.
2: Josh, I can't argue with that because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's still to this day amazing that they were able to fit a very yeah. functional and amazing looking and amazing playing Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS and have it be a companion to the Wii U version. And, and they play all, compatible. They both what's that?
0: And Play compatible, and it had DLC, yes, it did, right? Like, yeah. you can get those DLC, like costumes and things if I remember right like you know I spent a ton of money on this game I have every single item that you can get in that game I I paid for both Wii U and 3DS everything I take all my money Nintendo that was like (laughs) I bought into all the amiibo I bought into all of the DLC packs everything that was just I bought the controller companion just because I didn't want to be without my game and not be able to play Smash Brothers with my friends like, I just went all in. And I, I don't think I went to the point where I bought a digital version, though I might still do that. Because <laughs> I just
1: yeah, I Well, Smash isn't on my list. I, you know, Smash has always been something I love. The 3DS one, I, I, it's my most played game, actually, on my 3DS. Somehow it made it above Animal Crossing. Um, but, you know, it just for me, it's it's one of those that doesn't reach quite the heights of the console games. But Smash Run was a lot of my playtime. I actually got all the trophies in this one. I've done mm-hmm. that in a few of the Smash games. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. Now, um, again, it's it's not my number one. It's not on my list. <laughs> um, but now for uh, for my for now for my number one, um, it's probably not going to be very surprising. But it actually almost didn't make it here because of the control scheme. Um, but that was about mm-hmm. the only reason why, because it is. I feel like I get it a lot better than a lot of people do, but it it is still kind of a pain. It could be better. Um but even still, uh my number one would be have to go be Kid Icarus Uprising um mm-hmm. on okay. the 3DS. So uh yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that one for number one. It was it was very unique, even looking at the rest of my list here. It's from a series that is sorely underrepresented on any Nintendo console at this point. Yeah. Um, especially after they've rebooted it um and made it what it was. Um, to not go on about it too long I guess so Chris has something to say um, no um, I was going to say um, just I'd, I'm trying to even think of where to begin uh, like with the story <laughs> the the uh, the voice actors I think did awesome um, and the way they told the story the little sort of cutouts it was just different pictures they weren't necessarily moving but they would talk through like all the stages which I know some people could think that could be annoying which you, you can turn that off but I I thought like the dialogue wasn't unbearable you know what I mean like mm-hmm. a lot of it was funny a lot of it made me like the characters um, like it was it was actually really well written and and it sounded good the music was great the world was fun that the the uh the sky portions of it so to speak oh I, I love those flying um again the land was was good um it did take some getting used to for me I actually mm-hmm. preferred to play with just the buttons um there for a while i'd go back and forth i'd change my mind like i would say okay flying i'm going to use this the uh what is it the control pad or the whatever you want to call that thing to move and that but i'll use the touchscreen to aim but then i've kind of gotten to where i don't want to fool with all that stuff so i kind of just use the buttons (laughs) to aim and it still mostly works um so you can play it like that including on the ground um it's another one of those games that i really think would benefit from being put on a console with dual sticks Um, I, I don't don't understand why that hasn't been done yet, because I think that would do that game a whole lot of justice. And I think that would fix the control problem. And that would that would be a thing of the past. Um, and it even had good mul- uh, some pretty good multiplayer. I'd played a little bit of um, I think they could have built on that. Uh, but the, the story uh, was it was one of those where kind of it fakes you out again i don't want to get out too much here if someone hasn't played it because it's 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 worth playing but it kind of makes you think it's it plays it safe it kind of makes you think it's you you know what to expect by the end of it Mm -hmm. um but then once it gets there it kind of it completely turns everything on its head and there's like you're not even halfway through Mm -hmm. um but so that was awesome um the characters uh, I, I guess I will say this. Maybe this get kind of gives it away anyway. But uh, particularly, one of the the villains, Hades, <laughs> was hilarious. Um, yeah, like, he had a lot of personality. Yeah, like I feel funny saying Hades was <laughs> was a, was a great character in a game. But yeah, like I even remember I remember when maybe this is kind of going off topic, but when Bayonetta was announced for Smash, which I just don't like that character. But <laughs> I was like, oh wait, is it going to be Hades? Because it had Pit. And Politana and I was like, they're going to put Hades in here. That's going to be great. And it ended up being Bayonetta. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, a lot of the characters in that were just a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I, I was I went crazy over this game when it came out. Like I was all about it and trying to get all the cards, which were stupidly unnecessarily difficult to get in the U.S. Yes,
0: like you had to get like magazines um, and stuff too, like to get this. Yeah,
1: which I went out and was looking for these magazines like every day, and I managed to find pretty much all of them you can get in the U.S. plus some. Um so yeah, I was I was all about that game. I would love for it to come back. This yeah, is crazy. This is a Sakurai
0: <laughs> game. This is before yes. Smash Brothers in between Smash Brothers. And the production value on this was insane. This was a like triple A budget title production crammed into this 3DS game, like with voice acting and game modes and collectibles and like marketing schemes, like this thing would have been infinitely more hyped had not the internet attacked it, you know, and people attacked it for the control scheme. And yes, they did reverse and pack this plastic stand in, you know, with the game to make it more comfortable for people because people complained about cramping hands. But had it not had that negative press, like right before it came out, like I think this thing would have been like up there with some of the greatest games. Like it didn't, it just, it was so like undercut by that that negative press that came out right before it it launched because it was just so much heart and soul was poured into this game and like the care that was put into the multiplayer and everything like wow and a lot of people said oh it should have been on a console it would have been controlled better on a console you know but that wasn't really the point and the fact that it sings so well with the 3d on you know and yeah it does like, the writing and everything was just top-notch for this game. Like, this was a masterpiece for a Nintendo game. Like, even, like, ahead of its time, I would even say in some ways. But it was just completely marred by a control scheme. Which, not not alien to Nintendo's history, for sure. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's just Nintendo. <laughs> if, I feel it's, bad it's for Sakurai, those... honestly.
1: Because of how how it turned out he finally got a break from smash and i, I still think it did well like i from what i know mm-hmm. i haven't i don't remember looking it up off of hand the exact numbers but it, it was successful um but it, it's another one of those situations where you know press gets kind of out of hand and then twitter hashtags start trending and everybody hates something and they don't know exactly why even <laughs> so, <laughs> i i think it i think it would have went better maybe at a different time like you said maybe it was a little ahead of itself maybe a few little things were adjusted um maybe it was just a little bit of a weird time um like you said with the console the console at the time was the wii u i believe so uh, i i I don't know maybe it was best where it was but yeah i I think overall the game is great
2: well uh As you guys probably have figured out, but uh, Kid Icarus Uprising is also my number one pick. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you guys covered pretty much everything, like, perfectly. I I couldn't really say it better. But, um, as you said, this game is such a masterpiece and has so much admirable production value to it. You can tell that they put so much heart and soul into this Mm -hmm. new... uh, you know, sequel of a franchise that what didn't have a, a new game for decades, literally. And uh, it was so great to see this unique spin on it because it's nothing like the old games at all. Uh, as Josh mentioned, there's two different forms of gameplay, maybe even more if you get technical about it. But, you know, there's these flying levels where you're flying for about, uh, I don't know, five or so minutes, and it's just yeah. these kind of like Star Fox type uh you know shooting levels and then there's these on land missions that are i don't know kind of like zelda in a way um just with a kind of a different control scheme and it was just so weird but so awesome that they decided to do this with kid icarus of all franchises um and i remember when the game was announced i was thrilled because i remember Everyone at that time was just dying for a new kid Icarus game. It was just something that we all wanted ever since Sakurai uh, kind of rethought what it would be like for for uh, Pit to mm-hmm. make a comeback and have this new character design. Where we're like, oh, this he looks pretty cool. Let's give him a full game. And finally they did. And um, it's this huge epic adventure that fits onto a 3ds cartridge still to this day is one of the most amazing experiences just playing this game and seeing how massive it was how huge the worlds and stages were and how big the bosses were and and (laughs) i mean it's a long game too they they put a lot of effort into it um and It's such a unique idea to have these character interactions play while you're playing the level. Like, you'll just hear them talk while you're flying around. That's such a unique, cool thing that you don't really see in any other Nintendo game. And there's all these other little features that they incorporated, too. Like, the AR cards that you mentioned. Uh, I actually have all of them unlocked because... And I don't know if you know this, but you're able to just go on the internet (laughs) and just pull up a picture of each ar yeah. card and uh, so uh, all the, <laughs> yeah. the the, the character is going to come out of your computer screen while you're pointing your 3 yes at it so that's a little weird but you're going to unlock it and so luckily that's that's something that we have now have i looked back at these trophies or characters or whatever ever since no i just wanted to unlock them mm-hmm. why because i'm crazy um so that was cool that they incorporated that and they also packed in as ryan mentioned this stand which let the game be a lot more playable i can't even imagine not playing it with that stand and it also came with these ar cards so they were really dead set on making this some this grand experience on your new system and as josh mentioned it did sell quite well um sakurai did say that he was very pleased with the numbers um i I feel like it's probably a little more expensive now because it's kind of this cult classic in a way yeah. uh, for the system. So I'm, I am glad that it's starting to get the recognition um, that it deserves. But um, the the multiplayer, uh, it was very fun at the time, but very shortly after the game came out was nearly unplayable because uh, players from around the world started to become way too good at it. Yep. <laughs> that yep. Yeah, that was not fun or worth yep. it. So um, hopefully, you know, the game can make a comeback and us noobs <laughs> can <laughs> jump it right back in and have some fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, as I said, you guys touched on everything perfectly and it's I'll never forget the time that I had with this game and just being delighted every single minute. There's just so many surprises and it's just this. Amazing, amazing experience! It doesn't even matter that it's on a handheld console. Just the fact that it exists at all, I'm I'm so thankful for. And Ryan's holding up something. Another
0: game that, just like Metroid Prime Hunters, that benefited from the little thumb strap, (laughs) thumb button that came from the original DS. Okay. um, It controlled first-persons and third-person shooters like that, like controlled really well with the thumb button press on the screen. Um, unfortunately, I need to find another one because my cats find it fun to chew on them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it just just the fact that that was a thing that you could do. And that made it a lot more tolerable, even more so even with the plastic stand and everything like having that thumb thumb strap. And that's what well, part of the reason why Prime Hunters did poorly was because you had to use a stylus or that your hand cramped. And so that was kind of the same idea. But um, but yeah, Kithikris did it much better. <laughs> In all always like just definitely infinitely better than metroid prime hunters ever will be just sakurai did an outstanding job on that game and i'd i i, I agree like it's probably one of the best games on the 3ds library it may not hit my nostalgia notes because i don't know some other game came along that and distracted me from f- playing it out fully um but i mean i played through the story and everything but you know just wow the amazing game so yeah excellent picks guys um i don't want to end up on a, on a sour note but i do want to kind of talk about it um so let's talk about like where the 3ds went as far as iterations and things like you know got bigger got smaller got a uh, name that was confusing you know <laughs> so um i was really hyped when i heard they were doing a new 3ds you know they had a new 3ds xl and they had a regular new 3ds that had customizable face plates and like That is that is the 3DS I'm going to upgrade to because my literally Smash Brothers 3DS destroyed my original DS like buttons and the analog and everything was falling out of the system. The shoulder buttons no longer worked. I had to smash them in and even then they didn't always work like I was working on a broken system when I was playing Smash Brothers and I just that's it just did my system in. So I'm like I'm going to upgrade to the new 3DS with the face plates and it's going to be amazing and i am ready come on nintendo bring it and then they announce the new 3ds to everywhere but north america and i was i was legit angry at nintendo i was devastated like nintendo like you have failed me like i needed this new 3ds to upgrade to like my 3ds is dead like i cannot justify getting an xl it doesn't fit my hands it's uncomfortable it's bulky and i hate it and that's all you're giving the U.S. Like, I was so angry at Nintendo. It's the only time I've ever been like really like generally ticked off at Nintendo. And be like, okay, I I don't like Nintendo right now. Like, I'd never had like you know like when you have like you know you're dating someone and they're like they're like perfect and then they do something and they're just like, oh that really hurt. You know, like for the first time you get hurt by them and you're like, wow like. W- you cut me deep, Nintendo. Like, it's so silly. Like, now when I look back at it, but like, it was a big deal for me. And then when they finally released it in an Animal Crossing bundle, like, okay, I, I don't care about Animal Crossing that much, but I have to get this Animal Crossing just to get this this faceplate, you know, changeable 3DS. And, uh, you know, eventually I was able to get more, you know, faceplates and was able to get this Hanafuda one. Didn't get my Grail one, which is the Boo Glow in the Dark one, which is insanely expensive online. But, you know, I, I was able to. Con- you know customize my 3DS and make it my own. I finally got a hold of that version that I just absolutely wanted to have, you know, with the better face tracking, 3D and the, you know it's just that was my thing. Uh so as far as iterations go, you know, you had the, the 3DS, then you had the 3DS XL. Uh then you had uh the 2DS that came along and the 2DS XL. Uh there was the doorstop model. Um and this is kind of out of order, too. And then you had the new 3DS with the new in the prefix, and we had the new 3DS XL. That all wasn't very clear on what what the branding was. It was kind of that Wii U era of, of naming things, naming conventions that were not quite not quite clear. And who knows if the Switch is going to continue down that path of its next iteration? But, um, you know, this it's amazing to look back and think like when i was so hard on the 3ds once the switch came out like no one's ever going to play the 3ds again like it's it's dead like stop talking about it i'm never going to touch it again and now i'm looking and i'm like man this is such a great system like i i shouldn't be putting down da- putting it down you know and it's and now i'm hearing that nintendo's done producing things for it like it's it's bittersweet um and i wish the 3ds could go on longer um in weird ways, and yet I know the Switch is carrying on that legacy, and I think the Switch is, like, the best console like Nintendo's ever offered. Like, it's not gonna hit like these 3DS notes, I don't think, ever. Um, and, and, like, you, you touched on, like, VR. Yeah, in a VR space, you could probably play these games again um, in so- some way, somehow, um, which would be pretty cool. That's much later in the future. We may not even get to that in our lifetimes. Who knows? But, just the the fact that we can still like tap into that legacy with the 3ds and what they've done—it's pretty cool. Um, you guys have any closing thoughts on uh, on the 3ds and, and the history of it? Maybe uh, anything else that you'd like to to bring up?
2: Well, uh, you know, you, you did touch on the the weird lifespan that the system had. <laughs> uh, I mentioned before I loved 3D. And I thought that 3D would really take off. It was a huge fad, and I loved it. I didn't realize that a lot of people just flat out didn't like it. So it was interesting to see, and kind of worrisome in a way for me at the time, uh, to see Nintendo transition from this huge 3D emphasis, you know, all these icons were in 3D, all these games incorporated 3D in unique ways, and to see them kind of backpedal and be like, no, we're just going to focus on having good games that play in both 2d and 3d and now there's this strictly 2d model uh i was Mm -hmm. pretty upset by that i thought 3d was such a great feature and not so much a gimmick um i do understand it looking back now but um i am glad that they after the 2ds did come out they did release a new 3ds model Mm -hmm. and i was so they didn't totally ignore 3d but Uh, I was also glad that the XL model came, because I happened, I know you don't, Ryan, but I like bigger uh, screened handhelds, that's just me, I have really poor vision, so that's part of it, but I thought that the, the new 3DS XL, while it didn't have the cool... Uh, faceplate changing feature. It did have this really beautiful design. It was kind of similar to the DS Lite compared to the DS Fat, or how we a lot of people call it, or the, the brick DS. Uh, <laughs> I thought the, the new 3DS XL was beautiful. Uh, I got the black models, and it's the first time I ever double-dipped on a console. Uh, so I originally had the blue 3DS, and then I got the new 3DS XL in black, and now I use the Galaxy, Uh, purple-themed 3DS XL. I love it. And um, I'm glad that they incorporated like a little nubbin uh, so that Mm -hmm. you can buy the the Circle Pad Pro accessory. Oh, yeah, we haven't
0: talked about that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So for those who don't know, it's this little boat that you put your original 3DS into or 3DS XL without the the new features, quote-unquote. And uh, it just gave an extra joystick, really, to some games that would uh benefit from it and very few did like uh metal gear solid uh snake eater from what i hear a very good game
0: i think they expressly left it out it was new at the time and they left it out in the production of kid icarus and i was like but i have this and it could work so well with this and it would fix the camera issue and they decided explicitly said they weren't going to use it so
2: yeah yeah. um I, i remember and i did have an appreciation for this when the 3ds was uh, originally starting out, they didn't want this double joystick control scheme. They wanted to focus and do as much as they could with one joystick. So I thought that was a really admirable focus on, on gameplay. But eventually they would, like I said, kind of backpedal and add this little nubbin. It's so funny.
0: Some games really
2: uh, benefited from it, like Resident Evil Revelations, which is a beautiful... Uh, yes, beautiful game on the 3DS. I don't think we touched on that, but um, yeah, now you can play uh, Super Nintendo games on the Virtual Console, and the th- the 3D. I'm glad they didn't forget about it. The the 3D on the new 3DS models are- is stunning and so much better. Definitely
0: than face tracking.
2: Right, exactly. Top notch. So I do wish that the system originally uh, came out with that because I think that would have changed the tra- tra- trajectory. Trajectory. Oh, I can't talk uh, of the system itself. So, yeah, I, um, I love the 3DS. I am a little sad that the legacy will probably not carry on in future systems, uh, at least in a traditional sense, if that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I truly cherish my memories with this system. Uh, how about you, Josh?
1: Um, I guess at this point... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm super tired. <laughs> with... With everything you already said, by the time I've gotten like the original DS and then, you know, like before the 3DS and then the DS Lite and all these different models and things like that, um, I was actually kind of surprised I carried that on at the 3DS because I ended up with the uh, 3DS, Excel, well, I'm sorry, the new 3DS Excel I think that's the full name for it um with the Majora's Mask Edition which I like that they gave everybody a lot of options with these sort of things Mm -hmm. um and like Ryan said he got the the kind that took the face plates and things like that so that made it even more customizable um but yeah I mean I don't know if there's really much else to be said really I would feel like they just gradually improved as time went on um and again if you wanted the smaller version you could or if you wanted the big screens like me that's that's half blind yeah you got that too Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I'm a little bit surprised they didn't carry this sort of thing on with the Switch, since it's sort of got that half handheld thing going on. Um, I, I guess there's the Joy Cons, but it, it still still doesn't quite feel the same as as like this did.
0: So uh, we are sending the uh, 3DS off into the uh, the seas of nostalgia, and uh, we'll see it return someday and uh, have a rich treasure trove of games to cover with our nostalgia and everything and that's going to be a great time uh but until then uh farewell and uh we hope that uh that it grows ever fonder in your memories Uh, you can find the show at uh, the nintendo village uh, nintendo com slash nintendo nostalgia on apple podcasts google podcasts and youtube you can find us on facebook at nintendo nos on our twitter at nintendo underscore nos uh, on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN, shoot us an email, nintendo In at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us a call on our nostalgia hotline. Uh, share your memories and show us some love at 317 969 5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston.
2: Later, Preston. Bye.